0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of the Kill Your Internet podcast. With you today, as always, is your boy, Colin. And we have a special episode today. Uh, It's something different. We actually don't have a member of the band. Uh, Instead, we have on DJ, podcaster, uh, entertainer, businessman, father. My man, DJ, move. DJ, move. (laughs) How the fuck are we doing today?
1: Kyle, what's good, bro?
0: Dude, I'm so happy to see you. We were just, like, like, talking right before this started, like... I'm used to seeing move every week. My man is a fixture in Philadelphia. West Philly, born and raised. West Philly, man.
1: All day, man. I, dude, I, I love nor- where I'm from.
0: Northeast over here, but it's the same city. Of course, it's
1: the same, same city. Same city, man. It's all love.
0: And we're going to get into that, too, because it's kind of the same city, and it's kind of not with a lot of shit that's going on right now. But agree. we'll get into that. Either yeah. way, dude, I'm just so happy to see you.
1: Yeah, Yo, likewise, man. And look, this is what's, what's great about the internet, because could you imagine what we just went through without the internet, bro?
0: Bro, and that, that's the crazy thing because on this podcast, we talk a lot about the internet. A lot of the, the subject matter of the new record is about the internet. And it's mostly right. cast in a negative light because we were focused so heavily in this process of talking about the negative, the, just the, the divisive side of the internet. And you're actually watching what it could be. It's really working the way it should work. It's bringing people yeah. together. Um, and no, if we didn't have the internet, the record wouldn't be finished. We wouldn't be doing this right now.
1: Nah, and- it wouldn't be possible
0: dude so many people wouldn't have gotten heard and that's so much of what's going on right now with with the protests and with with so much other shit going on in the world these voices wouldn't have gotten heard if it wasn't for the internet so there is a positive to all this
1: uh, yo I, I think so too and it's we have all these tools you know like that we're, we're given and it's all about what you do with them 100% um, you know it's like you can use the internet for positive or negative but it's it's kind of like, like the internet is just this this medium that it's like a gray area and it's never going to like it runs itself it I mean, does because it's 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 ran by the people and the, the more positive energy i think that you put on it the better of a community that you start to build around you.
0: Well, dude, I mean, with with you, like you're one of the most positive human beings I've ever met. We've had so many conversations <laughs> just about life as musicians, life as entertainers, just life as people trying to do this, and we've never had a bad convo. It's always like uplifting. Bro, man, always-
1: man, when I see you, I always give you like the like the hug from the motherland because dude, it, it, it's, it's it's meaningful and I mean it.
0: Let me let me ask you a question. Do you remember the first thing that brought us together? Because I remember exactly what it was. I remember exactly the moment that. Me and you became friends. Um, um, I, I think specific... it was. I,
1: I played. I played a common record. Um, you played I think the light. It was, um, it, it the light was one of them, and the yeah. other standout track was. Um, they say with John Legend and oh, Kanye. Oh, One of my all-time. You, you always turned your head, bro.
0: You SMF, always turned man. your head. You have the ability as a DJ to play to your crowd and like you'll play the hits you'll play you know top 40 whatever but you always mix in one to two tracks that like if you're a hip-hop head in the crowd you're like oh shit like i'll hear Gangstar in center city and i'll be like okay let's go like and i remember walking right up to you just being like dude thank you for playing the light like thank you so much
1: i i remember that man and i'll never forget that. It's, it's it's been uh you know a great thing ever since but i mean just think about it, without me knowing you know you really your background but the fact that we both have uh the same kind of music that we like and we have like a a small age difference but we both like the same records like it doesn't even matter what led us to to like it we both like it and, and that should really be how how human nature is like i mean hey we have something in common it's positive let's build off that
0: Bro, and I think the thing is, too, when we talk about the internet a lot of the times, we're, we're basing it off, like, watching interactions on things like Twitter. And just watching the way people have – there's no communication currently going on. A lot of the times, it's it's kind of divisive and head-on-head, head and it no, nothing gets anywhere. You just form, right. like, little clicks. Right now, with what's going on in the world, it's been – beautiful to watch people actually come together for something like it's fucking insane the way this is, this is all popped off. And I mean, I guess that'll start the conversation moving towards why, like, I really like was like, I need move on this week. So the DJ move podcast, the episode was entitled the American dream and the American nightmare, correct?
1: Yeah. I, the reason I, I wanted to catch people's attention with, um, American dream and nightmare because dreams and nightmares is obviously Meek song. So, like, obviously, played it at my wedding. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's everybody knows it. It's a it's a big Philly record. So, I was thinking, let me piggyback off that, so people can just at least want to, um, just see what it's about. And I wanted to talk about, you know, like what's really going on. And the podcast is, I I had a long life, man, in a short period of time. Um, and I've done a lot. And so now that I've gotten what I've wanted out of life like, there's no better way for me to give back to the people who've been supporting me than to give them information and perspective,
0: bro. And that's all we're like, that's all I'm looking for right now is, and I had a conversation with somebody like right, right. As soon as, well, first of all, let's just get it out in the open. The murder of George Floyd changed right. America forever. And in, in, and in that, in a positive way, cause I've never seen, did you ever think that you would see as many white people protesting for black lives matter as you are right now
1: no and it's amazing you know I, I want to tell you something interesting and i told a, a, my mentor his name is um, dr joe gillespie he's uh, i've known him for the last 17 18 years like he introduced himself to me in college and he has been in my life ever since yeah um and i i said to him i said you know what i'm not against um this quarantine Um, because this is going to be, I said this back in, when it first started, I said, this will be the first time America will understand what it's like to be black. What I meant by that is this is the first time that everybody's equalized and people can understand what it's like to really want to do something and not be able to, you know, so everybody can, can relate. And then this whole thing happens, you know, and so it's a
0: perfect storm, dude.
1: Yeah. Like, this is the first time I have so much confidence moving forward. I really do.
0: I've never, like, I got goosebumps hearing you say that. Like, legitimately, the hair on my arm just stood up. Because, as I said earlier, you're one of the most positive people I've ever met. And I've listened to the pod, that episode of the podcast twice now. First off, I want to give you a shout, because as someone who has a podcast, <sighs> you talk for 37 minutes straight. And you did not fucking dip out once. The thing I found oh, that was
1: hard, yo. Dude, yo, you already know, like doing one shot with no notes bruh. no
0: notes, and just talking. And that was because me and you were in contact, like right after this happened, I hit you up yeah. I, I, I through Facebook and I was just like, yo, if you want to talk, you want to chop it up, call me. And after I listened to that, I was like, it's part of one thing that that we as a band have been trying to do. And it's not as much, you know, we're fucking six white people. We're not trying to give fucking our thoughts on this because that's not what this is about what we're trying to do is listen learn and amplify the voices that need to get heard and when i listened to what you said i was like yo if i can give any more you know fucking amplification of what you were just saying i want to do it and that that to me like that was fucking inspiring because i listened to that and i was like holy shit this dude's right on the money
1: i appreciate it man um the well a little bit about my background i really didn't have um just any like just growing up in west it's it's all black. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's every city is relatable. You yeah. know what I mean? But at at that time, um, I started going to school in, in South Philly, you know, which was pretty much away from everything that I was I was used to. You know especially mean? like, like now,
0: if you're talking like year, like a couple of years ago, like it's a totally different part of the city than it is now. South Philly is a totally Ex- different part bruh. of the city.
1: Ex- exactly. So I, I learned, I learned a lot and it was more so that it was culture shock because only thing that I knew about white people was, you know, what I was told about them and what I saw on um, on on TV. Right. So when I went to high school, I kind of got a, a different perspective. I'm like, okay, like these people are no different from me, but the skin color, because everything's relatable. And in school, we didn't have these kinds of issues. Right. Um. You know, because we were grown with each other over like you know four years, and so then with college military, and so I've seen all different sides of of life, and right. so I've gotten to the point where okay i have I've learned enough on my own and let me take the information that I've gotten from each um experience and let me bring it to people because I've seen a lot man uh you know just from switching you know just from the going living in a in hood in the suburbs and Military, you know, just from even something as simple as seeing how somebody treats me when I have on a uniform, when I don't have on a uniform. Yeah. Same person. So, I mean, just from, you know, when I wasn't in the music industry, you know, just, you know, DJing and what, when I um, was, I was just seeing like just so many different sides of the coin. And I, amongst all that, I had to just come up with my own, my own views and my own perceptions because my feet were really held to the fire because I had to, like, live it, you know, as far as, like, working in, you know, the blue-collar industry, the white-collar, you know, working in the bank, UPS. Dude, it's, and that to, me,
0: that to me was, like, one of the things that – because being a veteran, being you, – you've lived a lot of life is, like, the first thing you said right there. And to me, like, that's the best perspective that you can get is if, if you really have had to fucking, you know, be yourself in multiple situations. And you know the perspective of other people as well. And I think, like – I know that's something we always try and strive for fucking everybody should try and strive for that. But to me, like when I was looking for perspective on, on you're trying to listen to as many people as humanly possible. And especially with as many people can give their opinion now as they can. And when I listened to what you had to say, dude, I just, I legit, cause I know you, I, I I know like your positive attitude on things, but I can hear fucking pain in your voice. Like, I know you mean what you're saying.
1: Bro, it's, it's, it's hard. But now after, after seeing, um, George Floyd after seeing it happen on my like gloves off like you know it's it it's no be. more biting tongue like this 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 has to it's, it's I'm looking at it like ladies and gentlemen what more do we need after seeing this like, dude I, why that, is that it that was painful to watch
0: why is it well first off fucking if you can watch that and not
1: I'm not watching it again
0: bro I fucking watched it one time and me and my wife both said like this is fucking pure evil like you can't like just as a human being if you can watch that and not think that something needs to change like systematically and just in our fucking hearts as human beings like you don't if you can watch it. and you don't think that there's something fucked up and you can make some sort of justification around it or try and say but dude there's no buts and to Man, me no like, excuses. My, my question is the kind of like why is it that this was so much more visceral than cuz we've had you know evidence previously of of shit like this like that have you know caused protest or, or dialogue why did this like take off differently what was it about th- is it just time
1: um, and I asked, uh, a friend of mine, you yeah. know, this, um, I asked them if we'll, we'll just say, um, like somebody in their twenties, you know, who's, um, you know, just social active, if they had the option to pick between going to a protest or going to a brunch, chances are they're going to go to a brunch, historically speaking, right. but the perfect storm was that, okay, we saw this, we've been quarantined for, you know, long enough we saw this happen, and then we still can't, uh, you know, go out and, you know, be distracted by things that really don't matter, yeah. you know, and look, and I even say what we're, what we do really doesn't matter on a grand scale, but it's it's a necessity, but it really doesn't matter because we're trying to do things like when a song is written, it's written from somebody's lens, and they're trying to draw a picture to uplift people, and it's supposed to be a good time, it's supposed to be an escape, but that's. You know, real reality, and so now that people have to face it, there They're was like, no escape. Right, it's real. No, there was you no can't escape get away from it. From the dude. phones, you, you can't get. You, you, that yeah. was right there. It's like, all right, checkmate.
0: That's a really good point. Like I ever, like I hadn't like processed the fact that, dude, there was no looking away. It's not like it's like, all right, well, fuck it. I can just go to the gym, try and like shake this off. There was nothing. You're in your house. You're watching TV. Yeah, and, and it's there. But, but just to watch the response, dude, and, and to see, dude, there was five thousand fucking people in Berlin, Germany protesting racial inequality in the United States like Berlin Germany of all fucking places like that's amazing to me and I don't know like I just feel like because you left on kind of a positive note at the end of your podcast like you actually brought solutions and said like this is where we could go this is what we could do and when I listened to that like I just got inspired for the fact that we can actually look at this now in a historical context and say like, yo, this might have been the moment where shit actually changed.
1: and I, and I think it I think it will, uh, because everybody's been broken yeah. um, you know, to from everything that they've been used to. And so you, you gotta like deal with yourself. And a lot of people, you know, will will mask their pain, you know, be it substance, be it uh, you know, just something that they really believe strongly in, you yeah. know, where the person who's uh just wants to work out every day or, or run like all those distractions and you the person who just lives for the weekend, you know, they make the money Monday through Friday and you know Get spend it for weekend. And, and some, yeah. Yep. And and that's that's their rotation. Um the the thing uh, let me explain to you how difficult, you know, it is like just being black. Now you can line up, you know, two people who come from I, I, I would say, you know, just a black guy and a white guy that both yep. come from, from poverty, right? Yep. And so both can have the same exact trajectory. And, you know, this, this white guy can go and grow to, you know, have a, a great, wonderful life and live in a, a suburb and have like all the, you know, the desirables, you know, live the American dream, right? And so then I can do the same exact thing. But yet, just by my skin color, you already have an association because of the way that America has been. And I'm not gonna get that fair shake because um, historically, in the mind's eyes, kind of like, oh, uh, because of the skin color, he's probably just like the rest of them, or, you know, and and that's that's not okay. You know, and they just, like, and the thing with, you know, just being black, there's so much negativity that's glorified. Right. Um, and, it's unfortunate that a lot of those standards are just like those negative agendas are are pushed on. It's like, just think about hip hop. Hip hop comes from a lot of like pain, but yet, you know, these people who are writing these lyrics, they're doing nothing but reporting what they actually see. Right. And like that's, you can't say that they're wrong. They're just, you know, going from what they see and what their experiences are. Yeah. And unfortunately, because, um, when it comes to, The money, like nobody talks about, you know, the Philadelphia poverty rate being twenty five point seven. You brought that up in the
0: podcast, and that that, fucked me up,
1: bro. That's very high. It's crazy. Um, And um, when you have, you know, just a poor neighborhood, poor schools, poor teachers, those people grow up to be poor, and the cycle never changes.
0: No, it's a vicious fucking cycle, dude,
1: bro. And it's that's something that needs to be changed. But you know, I, I think um the way that black people are perceived. Um, hopefully that changes, but that has to change from, you know, just people opening their mind. And when I, I never, I never give my stories or, you know, just use my podcast to change anybody's mind. It's just to open it up because you're going to believe what you're going to believe, you know, no matter what. But when you have new information, what you decide to do with it is up to you. And like, I've, I've learned so much from different cultures, bro. And I, you know, just, we can't make it just you know just black and white but that's where the friction always is always now, nobody even thinks about uh how people who are of muslim faith the yeah. things that they've had to experience you know since since 9-11,
0: 9/11 yeah it's,
1: it's still wrong and yeah. how do you expect somebody to feel good about themselves when you have you know a nation constantly you know putting them down yep you know and that's and it what it's
0: like just the way like that was proliferated when we were fucking kids like we like we were taught about nine eleven like that like and, and it 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 brought more divisiveness like it that shit is taught, it's fucking crazy and until we can fucking change the way that we are teaching things to people and that we can socialize differently, that's where change comes from. I think change comes from communication and actually making active changes in the way that we fucking think like that's. Yeah.
1: The, and that's that's why I say reach one teach one man. Like since I got all the new information, you know, just all of my experiences, I would I would be very um, selfish if I weren't to share the keys with with people um, who actually want it. And so right. when we, you know, everybody has a voice, use it and inspire people to use their own, because that's how you start to, you know, spread things throughout the wildfire. I mean, it's like wildfire. But remember, like the the most impact. Um, And the the biggest changes really happen silently, you know, like we're really nobody knows it. So just think, you know, just you and I, like for us to really do what we wanted to do, our dedication had to, you know, happen when nobody else is looking. It's like, when, you know what it's,
0: it's like. It's when you're not, when people aren't looking at you, the shit, if you can drag yourself out of bed early and get to, if this is like a, a sports reference, but if you can get to the gym before everybody else and they yeah. don't even know, they, dude, they don't have to know that you did it. Like, I think like the way you put it in the fact that it need, it needs to be both systematic and subconscious. Like it needs to be that we need to work right. on ourselves like in, in a big way. And I mean, dude, honestly, like we brought it, I brought it up earlier, but like the fact that you see this many people, like four years ago, Kaepernick kneeled, right? Mm-hmm. And the movement, the black lives matter movement wasn't where it is now. That was four fucking years. And look at the change that has been made inside of so many people to say, holy shit, we were wrong. Even the fuck. I don't know if the NFL is serious about what they're saying, but even in four years, the NFL went to from hell. No to, okay, that was fucking wrong. We fucked up. Like I've been impressed to see the change. Like I, I know if I've had changes in, inside of myself. Like, a hundred like just looking empathetically i've always had empathy but like for me like there's there's always been like i'm from northeast philly we talked about this and i have a lot of friends who i grew up with who are police officers and if there would be conversations about this previously like there would be a layer of dude i 100 i agree with you but i got friends who are cops so like just don't talk bad about them and the more that i've had conversations over the years it's been Holy shit! It, we're not talking about my experience. We're talking about the fact that there's two fucking experiences. That's insanity. Right. That needs to change. That's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, and we've had so many examples um, of it. And I'm like, when are we gonna change? It's something that you you said um, that um, that really just you know sparked thought when you said you know this systemic and then you know the subconscious, you know, and that's if you think about it, that is kind of what the the mantra of politics, you know, really is. And I'm not 100%. a political guy, but you know, you have one people who, I mean systemic, we're really thinking about money. Because yep. when you think systemic, you're trying to control the money and where people are and, and how much somebody has. And then subconscious, that should be just just free. Yes. You know, it doesn't, it shouldn't take uh, you know, a, a dollar amount or anything to treat somebody the right way. Yep. But yet, you know, people, the way that America is structured, um, the more money that you you have, uh, the more that uh, the the better people are treat you, and the better you be perceived. And and that's not right. It's not I right. Mean, I, I'm 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 against that, man. Me too. Um, the other thing that nobody really wants to you know speak about is the bad behaviors on uh, of the of of the communities. I think I said that in a podcast. Yep. Like, okay, well, don't talk badly about us. I'm like, okay, well, how about you know the selective groups need to hold the bad behavior that happens in their hut you need to hold them accountable. Well, it's not up to them yeah. and here's why. Um, we really weren't taught, and I, I can speak for myself, um, just going through high school, I don't care about politics, I mean, yeah. like for what? Like, well, that stuff doesn't matter, but I mean, I still couldn't tell you, you know, who does what, what does a councilman do? What does um, a state representative do? Nobody tells us these things, and right. the, the law enforcement officers are doing nothing but enforcing the law, who was written by politicians. Right. And I mean, for, Uh, Like things get voted in and we have the power to vote, but we don't realize what kind of power as people that we really have. We have the right, you know, to, you know, push press people to get these laws changed. Yeah. And so we can actually have, uh, you know, some kind of progress. Think about this. It's
0: funding. It's funding. It's fucking we have so much power. Mm -hmm. And I think you're seeing that right now, dude. You're seeing people say like, oh, shit, get to the polls. Like I saw so many posts about people getting out and voting in primaries. I was like, I've never seen that before.
1: Yeah, there's there's one thing that I, I really question. Um, and only I won't really have any answers until we have um enough sample size of time. Um we saw something like this happen before. Right. Um and I say that because, you know, we had you know, my my hero, I got him tattooed on me. Um uh, Muhammad Ali, you know, stood up and said, I'm not gonna, you know, fight, you know, for you know, for this country, you know, no Viet Cong ever called me the N-word. Yeah. And you know they stripped him of boxing, wasn't allowed to box, and so then they realized they were wrong, and then they gave him, you know, his license back. And we all know what happened from there. Yeah. But was that a situation where people didn't want to be on the wrong side of history, or was it authentic? Because you shouldn't have to beg anybody to treat you right. Right. You know, it's this should be something where you know what, where if you shouldn't have to force yourself on anybody. But yet, you know, the the, the system has uh, really, well, just from the slavery days, man, if, and I think I've mentioned it, you know, the Willie Lynch speech, you yeah, know, I said, looked it up you know, as soon as you said it, bruh Did you see yeah, it?
0: Fucking insane,
1: bruh And you, you can still see the, the effects that it still has today. Right. And so what it needed, we just need positive people to push the message and people that, you know, that they can identify with. Right. You know what I mean? And stop. What happens is over the years, when it comes to being black, uh, just the, well, not only just, it's more so a, a money thing, but you know, just from, it seems like the system doesn't want black people to have. So you dangle a carrot in front of, um, you know, a whole community, you know, for so long, we we'll say, oh, you're gonna get this, you're gonna get it, then you never get it. Of course, it's gonna make people mad. And then when, once the people who do get the carrot, they're gonna flash in front of every, everybody else because we've been, uh, we're in the culture's kind of like, oh, you better, you know, get get yourself out of the hole, you know? And yeah. obviously I listened to so many Jay-Z lyrics and like, hey, you know, make it out the hood, you know, is, but like, that's what becomes, you know, the, the theme, like, all right, do what you gotta do to, to, to get out. But, you know, once you get out of the hood, you have to go elsewhere. It's kind of like, all right, well, this is something new, you know, and these people don't really think that I should be here. So it's very hard to find like, you know, what your place is.
0: I don't think anybody's ever been able to step into rooms the way he has it coming from where he came from and being who he is. That motherfucker can walk into any room and get respect. And he like, to me, like I think about people like Jay Z and who's trying to make a change from the inside, the going to the NFL and trying to say, yo, because he, he's one of those people who he, he has accumulated the resources and he's done the right things. He shook the right hands. And, the question there is why the fuck does it take so many steps for someone because their skin color is different to get in a fucking room?
1: Right. Um, It's just the way it has been. Hopefully it it changes, but you got to fight, you know, you got to just, I just think about it, man. When sometimes when I DJ and it's a room full of white people, I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I don't feel, you know, inferior. We're all here. And I use that as an opportunity to make people think of people, my skin color differently. Yeah, and I received when I when I first started DJing, I knew nothing but you know hip hop and R and B, period. You know because that's you know the nature. But of course, uh, once I learned, um, well, once I wanted to further my career, I decided to you know learn other music because I wanted to just personally, I wanted to show people that hey, don't don't put anybody in a box. Yeah, you know like just just don't like and uh, just just be willing to learn don't be don't be angry just you know just everybody's had to do it it's the same as sports man
0: it is but and i mean you use the word there that i think is like the most important word in 2020 right now and it's learn it's just like sometimes like people just got like this might be the first time the white people have ever like actually taken the advice to just shut the fuck up and learn and to help other people do something about it and i've like i've seen that change happening and more than anything dude it's it's the want and the and like the willingness to to Give people a platform to say, like, yo, this is really what's going on. It's right. been amazing. Like, people are listening to each other. Like, that's Finally. Kind of, yeah, I was going to say, it's fucking crazy. And all it took was a pandemic and fucking all, like, everything else going on in 2020. Real,
1: perfect storm. Perfect uh, going, storm coming man. out of this, I think everything is going to be um, a lot better. Uh, but one thing that, that you said, um, like, what's missing? You know, think about it like this. You know, we're all playing a sport, right? Imagine if we all get done playing a sport and yet we all shake hands, you know, after we get done playing a sport where we need a sportsmanship, you know, and that's a mindset and a behavior. You know, yeah. if you lose a game, you know, be able to show love to the, you know, to your opposer and just say, all right, we know when we come back to the table, you know, let's, let's continue to, you know, compete and, and put our best foot forward. But, 100%. you know, why can't we do that as humans? Like, and we love sports in America, but America was really built on the haves and the have nots, You know course man competition yep you D- know I, we we don't have to compete with one another not all the all. time
0: and it's it's once again the fact that like one thing like that i fucking love about america is the fact that we can have these conversations and the fact that we can have things like a protest like i the, my first reaction when i saw everything going on down down near city hall the other day right so it's in the middle of all this and i the first thing i said was that's the most american shit you can fucking do is to to have your voice heard it doesn't happen everywhere else in the world but it happens here yeah. and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And this time it worked. And dude, the thing I hate the most is the fact that like people want to detract from what's going on. And you said this in the podcast talking about the looting and all this shit that just is detracting from what's actually going on. And it's another opportunity for people who just want to say no to say no to say, but, and It's 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 fucking crazy. How can you be in this situation and have a butt? How can there be a butt? This is about fucking people, dude. This is about people.
1: It's it's denial. Somebody actually asked me, um, "Well, well, what do you what do you think about you know Colin Kaepernick taking a knee?" I mean, obviously, like I mean, I served uh, the country, but um, you're disrespecting the flag. And my response was, you know, the flag doesn't have emotions. Nope. You know, it, like it's it's the people who who make the flag. So. When you hear somebody complaining, you know, or you have know, something is isn't right, you attend to that person's needs. Yes. You know, and, and if not, there's going to be rebellion because one of the most important things about human nature is self-expression.
0: Yes. And dude, when, so when, when the Kaepernick thing happened, right, so four years ago, once again, um, my first rea- like first guttural reaction as someone who fucking loves the American flag, I have them all over the outside of my house. And someone hey, who just loves- I love his- America. Dude, and you're a veteran as well. So my first reaction, like, legitimately the first thought that came to my head was, yo, anything but that, man. Like that, that's, I don't know if that's right. Like that was my first gut reaction. And then I, had, I did my research and I learned that he had spoken to Green Berets and he had spoken to people. He had done his homework and said- you know, how do I do this? And just to make my point and not disrespect anybody. And as soon as I learned that, that he put the time in to do that, and especially learning what this was all about, my, I said the same shit I said about the protest. It's the most American shit you can do. You stand up for what you believe in.
1: Yeah. And that's what you're you're supposed to do, man. Um, like that, that whole situation, it it was, it was handled poorly. Uh, but you know what? Like, this is the perfect storm. Like, how how crazy is it that the same knee that this man took is the same way, uh? You know, George, bro, bro, you, you can't
0: make this up. You can't make it up. It's like legitimately like a fuck. It's like Shakespearean almost. Like it's like holy shit. Like this is all correlating yeah. together.
1: But bro, dude, that, that was the ultimate death blow. I'm like that. That's it. Now we we gotta fix this now.
0: Bro, there was something you said before we move on to music because this is first off. This has been fucking fantastic dialogue. Um. There was something you brought up in the podcast, and it was a, it was an analogy you made, a correlation between you know your father, between your son when he's hungry, and whether or not you pay attention to it, and the response, and kind of the correlation between what's going on now. And if you wanted to walk through that, like I I, I fucking was ru- I was actually running listening to the podcast earlier, and I was like, holy shit, that's a great great way to put it.
1: I forgot what I said, um, but no, no, not because yo, bro. Like when I'm speaking, I'm really speaking. You were from coming heart. from the heart, bro. Um, it, was like, a, it, it was a
0: situation it, where you said
1: "Oh, well, uh, I, think, I think I got it When you know it, my son has a baby Because you know after my son turned one It was just me and him And I really didn't have You know just a lot of knowledge on really how to be a dad mm-hmm. And You know whatever he does You know it's not his fault You know right. so if I hear him crying You know there's, he has a He has a, a need that needs right. to be fulfilled And if I need to change his diaper I gotta go change his diaper if he's hungry I gotta feed him. Yep. Um, You know, if, you know, he wants to be held, I gotta hold him. That's just human nature, man. It is, man. And nothing really changes with with, with humans. When we have a need, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna yell to the top of our lungs until something's done about it.
0: And I was gonna say, if a need's not being met, that eventually something's gonna happen that needs to be the linchpin to make it happen. And I think we might've seen it. I put something on Instagram today and I literally, I was, once again, I was running and I was just like in my head, like, and my, the thought just popped in my head. We're watching history. Like, no matter what you want to we're say. We're part of it. We're part of it. And whatever, I saw like a lot of people tweeting this, but whatever you think you would have done in the 60s is what you're doing now. Right and now. It's, it's an amazing thing. And just to watch the advocacy and to watch the power of uh, the, the masses say, this is enough, dude. This is enough. We need to, you brought up another analogy in the podcast. You can tell I did my homework on this. <laughs> and if you have a wart, you don't just ignore it. If there's no. a problem, you can't just ignore it. It's not going to go away,
1: and it's going to come for you,
0: bro. And just the acknowledgement that it's there isn't enough. And it, I think it,
1: that's it. that's bro, something. It, you, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. To
0: no, you. no. I apologize. I shouldn't be stepping on your toes. What I was going to say was, it's like we've acknowledged it for so long, and empathy only gets you so far until action has to take over. And I've all like I know, just you know, fucking in a lot of people's perspectives, it's always been empathetic, but there hasn't been enough action behind it, and we're watching it happen. It's fucking amazing
1: because it, it's easy to to find a distraction. You know, yeah. there's there's always some kind of sports like people can't go to the movies like so. At this point, there's not much to to look forward to, but only thing we really have to look forward to right now is the news and the people. So like, I'm I won't say that. Um, you know, I'm not happy about everything that that has taken place because it needed to. And sometimes nature just has run its course because, you know, this is something that's been brewing. This isn't new. Nope. And you know, before we move on, yeah. there's one thing I want everybody to notice and like why everybody should just be happy to be an American, right? Just think about what it's like to be, you know, it, it doesn't matter what color you are, we'll just say you're in a third world country, right? Mm-hmm. That is your life forever. Yeah. Like that that is your norm. Like at least in in America with a uh, with good education, good mentors, and um and just believing in yourself, you can have a great life for yourself. And with them in other countries like that, man, they don't they don't have that luxury. Like though like being black in America um is difficult. Yeah. Um like that's think about um how difficult the life is for um, an antelope, you know, that's living in a safari. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know he's, he's got predators around him That's just human nature, man The game of life
0: Bro, the, the amazing thing is that At the end of the day like what, what kind of freaks me out in this entire situation is It seems like some of the people that are barking the loudest Against this are the ones who want to claim That they care about America the most But the, my, my, my mindset is And my mindset has always been You don't get to pick and choose who's American We're mm-hmm. all American And if it's not right for one of us It's not right for all of us
1: and if we have to we should be thinking of ourselves as a family um just collectively like all right we got this problem like hey look yo we need to break some money up we need to, to fund this because this is a problem like just bro the city we through our business in the city that we were raised in how can we have such a high poverty rate when we're seeing uh just so, so much money going to sports uh,
0: it's crazy well, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense it, d- it does seem like we have to reevaluate kind of where our morals lie and where, where like where our fucking bread gets buttered and i think we need to do a better job of that and i think we both care enough about this city to say we can do better I love philly bro dude it's my favorite philly. it's my fucking favorite place in the world i love it we, we, where, got, our,
1: we got our problems but we, we, we love each other but i think you can see by the
0: way people have turned out for this and it's not Mm -hmm. it's and it's not just black people it's white people it's fucking people of all colors all ages dude these young kids are not afraid of fucking anything i'm dead serious like these kids they're not not fucking afraid of Anything they will spit in your fucking face and tell you you are wrong, and that's kind of cool. It's scary in a weird way because (laughs) they are fucking badass, dude. Like real badass to where there's things like because I'm in my twenties, I fucking there's certain things that like I have knowledge of that I'm like, okay, well I gotta be I gotta be thoughtful of this. They haven't lived that life yet. They don't even know. They're just like, yo, we want justice fucking now, and it's pretty cool to see
1: actually because they grew up with a phone in their hand, and when you have that phone, you have the access. You can't hide anything. Who, like you know, they've seen the truth for a long time,
0: bro. And I feel like my generation is like the, the guinea pig generation that was half in, half out. Like we didn't grow up with phones, but like high school, like we had iPhones. So we've seen both sides of the coin. And dude, and yo, there is there there is right and there is wrong with the younger generation. They're gonna let you know which one of those you are, and they're gonna hold you up if you're not, and they're gonna knock you down if you're not. So
1: yeah, the, the only thing I, I would like to see with um like the new generation is we see that they lacked a lot of leadership, yes. Um. you know, and like the parenting and everything, that's a whole different, you know, ball of wax, yeah. but that's what I went to school to be a school counselor for, yep. you know, to, you know, so when I hang up the headphones, I want to be able to, you know, channel, um, like my experiences to the young boys. And so therefore they can grow and just learn from me.
0: My biggest thing too, with like, it's, it's odd with like the younger generation too. So they, they care so deeply about things. But they are also they, – they, they have a hairpin trigger to where it's like, yo, we don't like you. You're dead. Like, you're done. We talk about the cancel culture shit all the time. Yeah. They, that, that to me is – that's a scary – that's a slippery slope. That's a scary thing because we want people to grow and learn. Mm-hmm. But you see people who grow and learn. They might, they might be a different person than they were previously. Right. There's no leeway in that situation, man.
1: No, nah, they're they're unforgiving, but remember, they're still young. They are you young. Know, like I didn't realize that the brain doesn't mature, you know, in dudes until 27, and females is, you know, early 20s. And I'm like, wow, I me mean, especially when we turn 18, we think we know it all. We're ready for the world. Bro,
0: do you think about how different you are from when you were 18 to where you are now?
1: <laughs> Night and day
0: bro, it's exponential, like just things that you didn't even consider as I talked about it earlier, just the empathy and being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes once you've walked a different life. you know what I mean when you meet people and you, you do things differently and you expose yourself to shit that you weren't used to as a kid, dude, your whole worldview changes and it, there's there's events that happen in life that just like change you as a human being
1: yeah, because and everything that I've gone through like I, I think um is uh, you grow you grow through what you. What you go through, right? Yes, yeah, and Dude, from a what, fact, whether it be good or bad, like I've I've found something to, that's been mind altering to where I have to change my views on it, right? You know, and if if I didn't, that means I'm I'm a hypocrite. You know what I mean?
0: And that's my my biggest fear in life is to be a hypocrite. Like I never like I never want to be stepping on my my own. Fear. It's shameful, bro. It is, and it's 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 something that I think as adults too we have to be more cognizant of because. Mm-hmm. We don't have as much of that like bandwidth to grow we like you start to become who you are, so you need to be concrete in what you believe and what you do, and you need to be thorough all the way through because fucking being a hypocrite to me i never I, that's the one thing I never will be, and I never want to be
1: yeah, like anything that's going to be hypocritical, even if uh you do get caught up in something like all right, you know, just own it, like you know things change
0: dude, hundred percent, and I think the biggest thing is. It, it, just like I've I've watched so many people change like I think it's a fucking change is the most beautiful thing in life like to watch somebody who who improves themselves or someone who gets out of a bad situation or changes a belief and now there's somebody else like just you're watching it happen in real time right now to a large chunk of the country
1: Bro, that's the that's the American thing, man. Just just think of how everybody, you know, built Tiger Woods up to be this this great, yeah, person, you know, this this great guy, and then as soon as something bad happened, everybody slammed him,
0: building him up and to then, knock him know, down.
1: He, he worked hard and he came back, and when he won the um Masters, the Masters last year, I I, was I shed so a tear, bro.
0: I shed I shed I shed a single single tear, bro. Yeah, I
1: just was the so- one that just let it roll.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just that, that's like a I was happy for him. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, America loves a redemption story. That's a Fact. Um,
1: yeah, it's dude, forever. It's <laughs> part
0: of Spe- our culture. Dude, it's part of our culture. And fucking, first of all, I just, before we, because now I'm like starting to, I'm starting to like get into music mode now. And I was going to bring something up, but I'm going to wait. I just wanted to say, dude, your perspective on things, I appreciate it so much. And fucking. Uh, likewise, once, bro. Once we've again. Always, we've always jived. Dude, uh, the, the big thing is, and we connected on the music to begin with. We found something that we fucking both love. And then it turns out we're just good dudes. And we just became friends i don't know it's that's the way shit's supposed to go
1: yeah and look and our our relationship exceeds past our workplace
0: 100 percent.
1: yeah no that's, that's how it's supposed to be
0: yeah and i think like too like it's one of those things where i just get used to seeing you all the time so i'm like every time i see you walking i'm like all right there's my man like and the fact that we found such a common like a common thing in music is like that's the that's what i miss the most about right now being on quarantine because I miss what music brings. I miss the connectivity. I miss the, the family aspect. I miss the fact that it can make people you don't know into best friends. And, like, I wanted to ask you because it's something that we talked about briefly before, like, mm-hmm. before we got on this through text messages. What has it been like just to, like, because I know for me, like, having my, my life mission ripped away from me for three months, basically, has been one of the hardest things I've ever done. Like, do you feel that? Like, do you fucking wake up and you're just like, there's something weird going on without, your, without being able to make music?
1: Not anymore because okay. of the internet, Well, because yeah. of the internet, like, I mean, because like I was able to just go live and uh, be able to still connect with people, but I had to to learn um, just how to connect with people in a different way. Yep. So like one thing I'm, I'm not a microphone guy, you know, but after having to go live, I had to, you know, learn how to use a mic because now people, they wanted to build some kind of new connection. So uh, with everything, just by nature, Whenever I have, I'm always going to try and do the best that I can with what I have. Yeah. You know? But I got to give forth some kind of effort. But I, I told him, um, you know, my buddy, you know, Nico Oso, like, yeah. one of uh, my little bro, I told him, like, now you understand what it's like to have your cake snatched. Because yeah. it's something that really makes you feel good. And that makes you just, you know, you get to do what it is that you want. And you can't do it.
0: Well, for me, like, so we just got in the studio for the first time two days ago. Like, the day we were allowed to get in that studio. To finish the record, we were in there, we booked out 24 hours and we went and we did it like this made me appreciate because I'm an appreciative guy of what I do. I live and I breathe it like but even to a higher level now. And it's been cool. You said it best. We've had to like adapt. And we've had to find new ways. And when you see people, like you said, I had to use the mic. Like, I thought of D-Nice right away because of just watching his lives Man. and shit. I was going to say, how much of that impacted you? Because, I mean, dude, the numbers on that are incredible. But, two, like, just hearing records that I wouldn't fucking expect to hear. Like, yeah. it's been, dude, it's been incredible to watch.
1: Yeah, it's, this is, it was an opportunity to, um, to grow. Yeah. And that's the way I looked at it. Obviously, we don't get paid, you know, for it. But I'll tell you what. I never put up my Venmo or Cash App. Or whatever nope. because i just wanted to let people know i'm like yo you guys have really given me this opportunity if it's not if it wasn't for the people i wouldn't be here you know so just keep the money like i don't i don't want it just the Bro, fact just that here you're sharing to, the post liking yeah,
0: it i'm just here I'm, to fucking i'm here to do this like that's what i said you're gonna see a lot of people come out of this quarantine who were doing it like trying to do the music shit and you're going to find out quickly who was really about it and who wasn't about it because you're right. going to see the people who were just in it for money or the possibility of being famous uh, against the people who really live and breathe this. And I'm telling oh, you. Right we can now, see it now
1: because you can't bro, hide when you're in a house. You can't
0: hide it, man. <laughs> and I'm telling you the first like, couple weeks of quarantine, I think I, like I snapped, I got really, I got really lucky that I had a hot streak writing mm-hmm. and I learned how to use pro tools and I learned how to bring everything. And we, we have an extra bedroom in the house and, basically turned into a studio and we wrote, I worked with people from LA, Nashville, the band, people in Philly, just writing and communicating in different ways through zoom and Skype. And I feel like I've learned more in these past three months about one, myself and two about how much I love music. Like it's reinforced that thought.
1: So I got a question for you. You know, that, um, like what we do really comes from, you know, something that's in us. Right. So when, when you got into those dark, those dark spaces, you know, during these three months, yep. what did you do to kind of like to, to fill that, that void and I just am, to, to learn?
0: I am a uh, firm believer. It's like a – I don't want to say it's a mantra, but it's what I whisper to myself whenever I get in that moment. And it's the only way out is through. The only way. Yeah, The only true. Dude, I've been saying it for years in the fact that you, you want to make it, you want to do it. The only way is to put more work because it's not going to get handed to anybody. Dude, I don't, I, don't, I don't have, you know, a foot in this game through anything other than the fact that I've busted my ass for five fucking years. Right. I, don't, I don't have, a, you know, a rich dad. I don't have a fucking friend who's in the industry. Dude, we are fucking six kids in Northeast Philly who want to gut it out, and I'll do it that way. I don't give a fuck. Right. That's how I want it, and yeah. that's how I'm going to get it. But that's my, that was my thing. It was like, yo, if I'm feeling this way, it's fucking, you know, buckle in, get to work. Like, it's the only way to do it.
1: Yeah, for, for me, bro, like when when things are really like, you know, just down, I actually just I'll YouTube is a beautiful thing.
0: Oh, my God. It's unbelievable, dude.
1: And it gives us the opportunity to go back in time and just see people that we uh, admired. Uh, I, man, I'll, I'll just spew off some of the people go ahead. interviews I've, I've watched um, the, the Dick Cavett show. Uh, Oh, wow,
0: yeah, the old, like, 70s
1: shit, yeah. Yeah, I watch a show, he's uh, Marlon Brando, Lucille Ball. Um,
0: Damn, you're going back, bro, I love this.
1: uh, I'm thinking, like, obviously Malcolm X, I've been a big, you know, follower of, you know, just his words over the years. Um, uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, first off, what oh, an unbelievable
0: push. fucking career, dude Eddie Mur- We had this conversation the other day of What a wild, weird career Eddie Murphy's had Especially yeah. because like, most of his prime came before I was like, able to actually understand what the fuck was going on But if you look, dude, he was like He was he got
1: pushed like, on a Saturday night live Yeah, bro First of all, I did, a lot not of know- I did
0: not know he was that young But dude, you like, look at the longevity of his career it's fucking incredible. I mean, dude, and now, now we're gonna get because you, you actually sparked something in me there. I've been watching a lot of interviews and a lot of documentaries as well.
1: Yeah.
0: And this Information. is gonna, bro. This is gonna lead me into the question that I told you to have prepared. It's what have you been listening to? Every week we do we do a segment called "What the fuck have we been listening to?" Right. And it's actually you're one of the people I think of because I always ask you that when I see you. One of the first questions I ask you is, yeah, Yo, you been listening to anything new?" And uh, for me, no, dude,
1: that's true,
0: bro. I've been I've been having this this moment where I'm just kind of like really figuring out like what's important to me like who is important to me musically and prince was one person i really dug in a, on in this period of time because just someone that I've, I've always admired he changed my life when i was a kid it was one of the first things my dad ever showed me that he was like yo don't tell your mom i showed you this but he showed me sexy motherfucker off the Symbol album and right. that that introduced me to a whole another thing like as a, as a young kid um but past that like Mark Ronson is someone who is incredibly inspiring to me. And I've been watching, uh, he has two documentaries on YouTube that I've been watching pretty religiously. Um, And just the way that that man has taken what he likes and built relationships, but more than anything, just the attention to detail and like the love that he puts into his shit. Dude, do you know who his first person to put him on was? Prince? Q-Tip. Q-Tip found him in a fucking club in New York and they became friends. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm,
1: I'm tripping. Oh, um, no, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm my sorry. My Mark Ronson. <laughs> <friends, my fault.
0: laughs> Who found Prince? I don't. Prince found Prince. Nobody found Prince. Prince found Prince. Prince found Prince, you <laughs> know? Yeah. Um, so I guess that leads me to let's go back and forth. You do one, then I'll do one. Let's go into what we've been listening
1: to. Um, what I've been listening to, like, uh, just I'll just talk newer. Okay. I've always been a, a big fan of Logic. Um, okay. A lot of people, you know, they you know go back and forth on for him because of what he raps about. Like, but look, he's got bars. He knows he the history of the game, and he he has a he's biracial, so he has like a different perspective. So he can bring something to actually unite us all. I've been a fan of his um, his music since uh, his first album, Under Pressure. Under Pressure. You can, yeah, you can tell like his his influences came from you know Tribe and you know the people who I like.
0: Yeah, he's got the... He has a lot of the Boom Bap influences, which is, like, my music, too. So, like, I I took to him his second record. Uh, my God. Because I remember the, the Big Sean song off of Under Pressure was the first thing I heard from Logic, which I liked. And I'm blanking on the, the second title. It's the one where he's in the spaceship. It's a blue record. And that record is fucking super well put together.
1: Yeah, that he's continued to grow through all his projects. Oh, yo, his Frank Sinatra mixtape. So. I was just
0: going to say, he, he, and the young Sinatra, like the fourth one that just came out.
1: Dude, he just raps. Oh, that, yo, yeah. Yo, he yeah, just yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, raps. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yo, yo, that, that's, bruh. I yeah. Did, but he's, that's, I like him for me personally because I can listen to him, you know, when I listen to some of the lyrics, like just think, he got a song on with, uh, with Eminem. What was it, Homicide? No, was yeah. it? He he
0: did he feature on an Eminem song or did, did Eminem feature?
1: Well, it was Lizzo featuring Eminem? I let believe. me ask
0: you a question: What do you think about Eminem? Where does Eminem stand for you?
1: He is the, the greatest of what he does. Period. And they're, they're, you can't compare anybody to him. Nope. So when he he's he's just, like once you know, you can just say, "Oh, M." Everybody knows. Everybody knows who you're talking about. Like to he's me, that good.
0: Bro, it was to me like I think it was so ubiquitous when I was younger. Like, and I almost didn't want to like get into it because I was like, everybody loves this. Like, I was I was like, the fucking fifth grade white kid trying to find all the Wu Tang albums. Like, I was like right. on the bus listening to Thirty Six Chambers. Like, I was like Eminem's everywhere. And then as I gotten as I got older, I went back and I listened to those first three records: Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, and uh, the Eminem Show. Dude. He's from a different planet.
1: Yo, like I was in high school when um when Stan came out. So when I watched the video, Yo. I was like, "Whoa!" Like just yeah. from from the from the video to the um to the lyrics, the picture that he painted. I said, just from this song, this guy is one of the greatest because yeah, he. I thought it was. I don't know if it was real or fake, but there's. I that, that as a song, storyteller. Movie,
0: I mean, that's a dude who was an outsider. He's a fucking skinny white kid from Detroit. And then, yo, if you like, watch interviews and listen to people talk about Eminem, nobody wants it with Eminem. Nobody wants a problem nobody. with Eminem. Nobody.
1: Nobody. He, I, I used to, when in college, I would compare like, oh, I want to see Eminem and Cannabis battle. So then... Eminem came out with a record um, like going at cannabis. Yes, and after hearing, them, I'm like, "Oh, this is over." Yeah, don't like, even try. No- <laughs> don't bother, dude. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking bother. Like, nah, that yeah. So he's that good with people. You know, leave him alone. And honestly, that is kind of the energy that I had DJing. I just wanted to be good enough with people. Just leave me alone. Yep. Like real, real talk. Because it's it's got to come from like something within where you want to get the best out of yourself. Because so the music industry is very competitive, uh, and you got to want it.
0: And that's the thing. Like I always tell people, because that's like one of those things. Like when you're in the when you're you know working your way up in the music industry, there's always that like old person who's like, you know, it's a very competitive field. And my answer is always, oh, I know. Like this is why I do it. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. built for this shit. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what I, I love it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to like be in a situation where like I can't constantly be proving myself. I love that, dude. I live. Yeah, passion.
1: bro. You. Whenever. Um, like it's time to play from the first song to the very end emotions are out of it you know like I'm not nothing's gonna you know knock me from doing what I have to do because I've I've practiced so much put so much time in yeah and all I want to do is I want to give people a good experience and you know last song laptop close all right let, let's go get. No, some let's chill food, exactly know? yeah but that's that's how it has to be, and I'm sure you know because, man, when you're on stage, I'm brother, a leader, like, let me, let me to Bro, to let to tell me, tell me, ask me, like I'm. I want to know, um, just from like the the nerves, like the, does it get better, or it's always a new challenge every time, or is it like, is there anything like you got this? Because to me, I'm I just believe in myself, and I'm gonna give myself the very best at that moment. How do you feel?
0: It's nerves for different things. So when I was when we were, you know, you just starting out it was i hope this goes well like i hope we we can play this correctly and it's always as an artist you're fighting to get out the ideas in your head and make them a reality like so whatever you're picturing make making it actually happen from your head to like what it actually the product is that's not a concern for me anymore i mean we're usually a seven piece band i have you know six of the best musicians that i know in my band and i could do that show with my eyes closed but like for me it's i'm always a big person of like i don't want to talk to anybody on the Davis show especially if it's like a hometown show where we know we have like 600 to a thousand people coming through. I need right. to be, I'm a fucking cage animal. My whole thing is I want to make sure that I'm giving the best performance humanly possible. Like, am I, giving, right. am I sweating through my shirt? If not, I didn't do my job. Like that, that's what I get. I feel, this,
1: I feel the same way.
0: You know what I mean? So they, that's my big, that's where I get, I, I, that's where my anxiety lies when it's not about the product. It's about, am I doing my job enough? Am I giving people right. the experience? you Yo, you're fucking great at what you do you really like and i i was gonna say oh, thank you bro i know when you're on one because i can watch you go from playing miley cyrus to switching up and playing common and that's when i know you're really on when you got the crowd like you can you can go from playing like dj cool to like fuck, like let me clear my throat and then switching it up and playing a thousand miles by vanessa carlton <laughs> then circle back and play something from the renaissance from q-tip like i know when you got people controlled by the way that you're doing that like I, i've always appreciated that
1: well, I I give you my formula man. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um I put a lot of I put a lot of uh work into it but you know when you're dealing with people I'm trying to, you know, just trigger their mind, you know, even if just for for a blip. Yeah. Um you know, it might be a song I'm only giving a verse and maybe a chorus anyway and then let's move on, but my goal at that moment is to lock you in. I want you to just because you can't ignore the music. That's nope. something you you can't ignore. And so I get to be quiet, but I get to express myself you know, through the music, but I'm trying to let people know, I'm like, yo, I am here for you guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, let me ask you a I, question. It's all you. If sure. you had
0: your dream set, like your dream opportunity to spin the records, like you, like just, these are just move records, like shit, like you were bumping. Would you go have more heavily on like the kind of like deep cut R and B, like old hip hop shit? Or would you be still, de- would you be mixing in different things or would you just, nothing, have would, like,
1: nothing would change. Nothing would change. Because, I like that no, because what, what I want to listen to, I have that Liberty. You yeah. know, I can, You know, if I want to, and also like this 10% of the music that I'm playing, like I have some kind of emotional connection to, or I'm liking it anyway. Yeah. So you get to, you know, be creative. That's what's cool about DJing. And you get to, you know, put your foot in the water, you know, just like dip a toe up in there. I'm like, all right, it's not working. Let me go back to, back to normal. So yeah, you, you you you
0: work to read the crowd. I see that too. Like if you can watch if something's not hitting, you'll, you'll switch it up. You go to something else
1: well in a heartbeat because i understand what what my role is and we we both know just as i guess we can you know just say well we are artists because we're trying to paint a picture for people and we want to make that picture um you know as as pleasing to the eye as we possibly can yes We're we're doing it for you because you know like if i eat something like that means i like it, but i don't expect you to like it but i mean if i cook something for you like, I mean, I would like that. you. I would hope that you would like what I'm trying to cook for you. Yeah. I mean, it's because we're, about, we're servicing each other.
0: Bro, we've been talking about perspective and understanding this entire time. And it, the art and everything else in life, it, it goes hand in hand.
1: It yeah, really does. Like, we're, we're here for each other, man. Like, I mean, you could uh, imagine, like, you, you write this dope song. Yeah. And you got to go perform it on a stage and nobody's in the crowd. Yeah. What are you there for? Like you, you, we need people because this is about us. And I wish people would understand, you know, what the underlying theme of music is when it, for somebody to really write a record, they really have to feel some kind of way. And they have to have, you know, this insane amount of drive. Like, okay, I'm writing this. I'm hoping people like it, but I'm, I'm still going to write it no matter what. And I'm going to stick with, it, and I'm going to uh, sing I mean, it. I'm going to record it. In your, it's
0: belief in yourself, bro. And not only that, like the amount of time you have to put in and just like the, and especially in my case too, because I, not only is it my time, it's, you know, other six people. other people, yeah. not to mention the managers, not to mention I have a family, I have a wife, like, you know what I mean? Like, so this is like, it's time allocation and it's how much does it really mean to you? And
1: to me, Right, everything, dude. It's Yo, it, I, I absolutely love DJing. And yeah. if, if I never DJed again a day in my life, I had a, a, a one great ride, man. Dude, um, because I got, I got to do, I just wanted to play. Yeah. I just wanted to play. Like that's it. It doesn't matter where. Now I was gonna make the best of, of every situation. Um, and, but again, it's, it's competitive. And when you, bro, I, I've even had, um, you know, I was straight told to my face that I wouldn't get hired straight because of my skin color. And That's so what do you think? That's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, and look, and this was 2010. Jesus You know, so th- this isn't, you know, this isn't, you know, a long time ago. This is recent memory, but what it, it caused a chip on my shoulder. And I said, look, you know what? I'm gonna learn the music that I need to know. And I'm gonna just make it to where you know, you you're gonna have to respect what it is that I do.
0: We use this word in our band, like especially 'cause I'm I'm a nutcase in the studio. Um and it's the word undeniable. Like I wanna yes. make something that literally no matter what reservations you have, so in your case you got an asshole racist dude who's trying to fucking tell you you can't do this shit. And I'm sure the chip on your shoulder it was all right, I'm gonna get so good you can't say no. Like that's legitimate yes. bro, and that is like to a different fucking extent, obviously. God, that's not some shit that I fucking dealt with. All right. It's, it's an undeniability factor. Th- that also brings me to like, and this is oddly circling back to the conversation we had earlier. It was another part of the podcast, and it was something that really fucked me up, something that struck me. And it was the conversation you said about your experiences with um, law enforcement. And you said, I've also been taught how to drive while black. And that to me, that's I, thought, true. I thought to myself, I was like, yo, I've never had a time in my life where I got in a car and I was like, yo, I hope I did everything right or else I might be fucked.
1: Like, Bro, bro I've already known. It's laser focus.
0: Yo, it's the two experiences I was talking about. The fact that there's two experiences is just, it's just not acceptable. It's
1: it, fucking insanity. But it's, it's life. Um, hopefully it changes. But, you know, just you think of your circumstances, you can't let them define you. You know, we know that there's the hurdles. All right, I got to leap over it. I got to leap over it. Then we see, you know, just people who inspire us, the things that they've gone through to get to where they are. It's, you just, you don't take it personal. You just know, like, this is what you got to do to, in order to get what you want out of life.
0: Bro, but the thing is, like, that's really amazing is that it's no longer just you having to fucking figure out how to, you know, jump the hurdles. It seems like the rest of America is finally catching on to say, yo, why the fuck are those hurdles there in the first place?
1: like yeah, it's, it, it's it's that's human nature man
0: it's fucking crazy it's, he, it's amazing you,
1: you would think he the, america self-sabotages itself all the, all the
0: time. time all the <laughs> fucking time that's the thing like, i was talking about this the other day and i said like yeah like if you think about it if you look at like the strife that was the 60s and the 70s and the and the changes that were made right Right, We found a way to fuck it up with the 80s and we, some, we somehow went completely backwards and Alec like, undid everything that we did before. And then, the 90s, and then the 90s come and there's the LA riots, there's the Rodney King situation and then there's more awareness brought. Somehow, this is where like to me like this shit gets so wild is because the fact that we're talking 1967 and we're talking 2020 and we're still talking about the same shit. If you don't think that's a fucking problem, then you are the problem. Like that's fucking crazy. Nobody says but, that. Nobody says something for 60 fucking years and it's not
1: real and nobody doesn't think about it because again because of the laws and you know just people in power they pick and choose what it is that they they want to address now you think about it like this just in the in the last you know five six years right how many mass shootings have we seen too many too many now uh in canada nova scotia has one. All assault rifles are banned. And this just happened this year. Dude, it's the same and, and, thing with, with
0: New Zealand. They did the exact same shit. Like, Yo,
1: Australia happened in 97. And then they said, you know what? We're going to do something about this. Why
0: is it that it takes us? Is it because we are built, like, our country's built on civil liberty? And it's, it's kind of like, the, you can't tell me what the fuck to do, like, mentality. Yes. A, that, like, that's to me, yes. like, we need to move so much further into, into the group into the, that's the thing too with the internet when wow we're really going for a full circle on this one when you see people continue to fragment and fragment and fragment into smaller and smaller groups and say like my group is right your group is wrong and you see that that headbutting going on online especially because online you never have to like really get into confrontation because you're you're never going to be in the same place as that person right if you had you, know, you you watch these arguments online and if you watch them happen in person it'd be a much different conversation because it would generally be, you'd find something to agree on. That's the one thing about the internet that fucks me up is the fact that there's never, there never has to be a resolution. There never has to be a, an, come to an understanding because you're never going to see that person. So you can call him a pussy and then just never answer back. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Now let me ask you a a, a question. Good. You know, when it comes to the, just people and how we treat each other and all that, right? Yeah. How is it, how is it that, you know, like city, the the city of Philadelphia is very prideful of the Eagles team. Yep. How many instances have we seen people get violent over somebody representing another team? And that has nothing to do with skin color. Look, like, I mean, you know how badly, you know, some people, uh, just our reputation is as as Philly sports. Yeah. You know, and that's a behavior thing. That really doesn't have anything to do with, I mean, but yet, you you want to give, put so much aggression towards, you know, somebody who, who doesn't want to cheer for the same team that you do. Yeah. You know, that doesn't make sense. You yeah. Know? But doesn't... yet because we, it's, it's supposed to be sports, it's supposed to be like, hey, well, like when I, I saw somebody, uh, um, you know, they, I was at one of the tailgates, they had on, a, I believe it was a Lions jersey or a Browns jersey, and I, I just looked at him and laughed. I said, hey, you know what, you you bold for wearing it, but props to you for doing it. I'm not gonna like, you know, yeah. make you feel bad about your decision. That's, Bro, not, you- that's not okay, because now you might traumatize somebody to where like, you know what, I don't wanna cheer for anybody, I just wanna be in my bubble. Like, that's not how humans should treat each other. And yet, they, wait, and here's what's funny. The players, when they get done, they're, they're going to the bar like, hey, man. like, Yeah, they don't give a yeah, fuck. Like, <laughs> the
0: thing is, like, so I think about my bachelor party last year. We did week one of the Eagles was the end of the bachelor party was – because I'm a diehard Eagle. I'm a diehard – I'm a diehard Birds fan. And uh, it's funny you brought that up because that was the game where <laughs> – Mike Scott wore a Redskins jersey, Redskins jersey. and got yeah. up and got to fucking fight in the parking lot because somebody had to be a smart ass and talk shit. Like, and, then,
1: um, and then they called him a, a racial name, a racial yeah, smart.
0: Dude, and you know what? Explain. That dude is lucky he made it out of that parking lot alive. Dead serious. He's fucking really lucky he made it out of that parking lot alive. Not only... First off, we should have ate our own on that one. We all should have jumped on that dude. I'm surprised more people didn't. Especially because, first off, Mike Scott's a national treasure. Mike Scott's a fucking man. Yes, It's second he off... Is. Don't bring that shit down there. Don't bring that shit anywhere, but don't bring that fucking shit down there. Like this is a happy place. This is not a place for you to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. You yeah. see the you see the Philly come out real quick? You see that? Uh, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dude.
1: Yo, dude. wait, wait. You, you know what's funny? Like I was um, I was saying to a, a buddy of mine, if we were to, you know, just like just coming out of West, we would have saw somebody looting. We would have like, man, if you don't take your broke self in the house, man, <laughs> like, you, you're tripping.
0: Dude, and that was the funniest <laughs> shit, too. Because, yo. That fucking... It's the just the Philly in
1: this, man. It
0: is. It really is. Like, I do that all the time. Like, I'll be in, I'll be in Nashville, and, like, I'll be having a normal conversation with somebody, and I, you know, I, I try and control the accent a little bit. I try and have, like, a kind of, like, straightforward business voice, and if somebody brings up something, it, like, it, once we get to know each other, maybe a drink or two, and I'll just be like... It's coming out. That, it's coming that out, shit. bro. Fuck, oh, fuck that shit, dude. I don't care about that. Like, I can turn it's, the accent it's on. It's coming them. out. It's unbelievable. It's yeah, because like, it's, it's here. It is. It's deep in my it, heart it really yeah. is and it, but it's it's love it's really like i get the warmest fucking feeling when i talk about this city because it, it i've never been anywhere like it and i've been around the world i've been to fucking europe i've been it's been different it's different dude and, and you know we've we've had a lot of conversations amongst the band and should we move to la should we move to nashville should we go you know where the industry is or do we continue to do the back and forth situation and look man I fucking i married my high school sweetheart we met in northeast philly That's dope. We're, from, we're from there bro like our families are from there i just want to be where my family is Yeah, like it's the most yeah. important thing to me
1: just think of how much you know just great music has come from philly just from philly man like gamble Dude. and huff um
0: i, I yo i literally philly sound i literally was going over last night i was watching the uh mark ronson documentary with my wife and he was uh showcasing this string arrangement that he was putting in one of his new songs and right away i went if he doesn't pay gamble and huff for that fucking string arrangement yo the forgotten (laughs) not not forgotten but like yo, the philly sound was everything like everything yeah everything and how many people have come from the city it's like unfathomable of the amount of talent that's come out of here
1: people don't even realize that disco was born in Philadelphia, philadelphia but made popular up in New York. New York,
0: yeah, because the studio, studio 54.
1: Yeah, this is, the is a great documentary. Yo, by the way, documentary.
0: this is where I think me and you could really go deep dive. By, by the way, this is not the last time you're coming on the podcast. We're doing a standing appointment every month. But, like, we could go on, deep, di- we could go on deep dives into, the, like, music history. Because, like, you talk about Game on Huff to me, and, like, I, I see the way that's influenced a lot of things. And just the fact, dude, fucking um, the musicians that wanted to be a part of that. Like, and I'm talking, like... D- English like Elton John came in and recorded Philadelphia Freedom, David Bowie came yeah. in and recorded young Americans in Philly because he wanted that sound. he wanted those horn textures, those drum tones like we're it's a city of originators, dude, it really is, and it, it's just a shame. it feels like sometimes people have to think they have to leave here in order to make it
1: and well. It, it's it's kind of it's kind of true, but you know it that doesn't it doesn't have to be that way because no. it wasn't always like that. It so wasn't. we have, and that it's proof. also
0: we have the internet, and as much yeah. like I mean I I was in LA where for COVID started I uh, fucking basically have a second life in Nashville. Like I understand, like I do the leaving part, like I understand that, but like I keep my roots planted here. My house is here. My wife is here. My family's here. Like you think about people, like people don't know that Pink, the the one of the biggest pop, yeah. well she's from Doylestown, dude. And you look at people like, well, you can say the roots. The roots have stayed here. The, roots, the, the yes. roots have fucking stayed here, and that those are that's why I admire them so much. I mean, besides the fact that, I don't know, like they have like three of my favorite fucking records of all time, but it, it's a matter of there's a certain pride that comes out of you when you're from here. Like, real there really
1: is because you, you, you it's real tough. We're tough on each other, uh, yeah. but. There's no we love each other though. because no, we 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 really prepare each other for the worst of life. You know, just yeah, think about it like this, point. man. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, bro. Like when you heard him talk, you can hear the Philly all, all the way in, like just from him talking smack, just that that drive. Like, and he represented, you know, Philly very well, you know, because yes, he he made his mistake, you know, and Philly yeah. has his mistakes. And, but yeah, Mistakes he still part the best of, of human
0: himself. life. Like, we grow yeah. from that shit. You look at who that dude was. First off, I will say this I can't lie to anybody. I hated Kobe Bryant's guts because of 2001. Like, 2001 was like my Sixers team. Like, that was like my childhood Sixers team. And right. to watch him kick the shit out of us for four straight games after game one, I was, I, I was always Team Fuck Kobe just because of that. But when he got later in his career, and I'm talking like the 08, 09 championships yeah. with Paul Gasol and, and Andrew Bynum. Fuck Andrew Bonham, by the way. Um, Of course. You did this wrong. (laughs) You watched the way that dude grew. And by the time, sadly, the end of his life, that was a grown-ass man. That was a man who knew who the fuck he was. And that was the thing about Kobe. Kobe knew who the fuck he was. Like, I love that.
1: Yeah. Yo, Bean was kind of... I looked at him as, like, my big brother. It's kind of like, you know, just... I looked to Muhammad Ali for inspiration. And then, obviously, we already know, like, the trickle-down effect from that. So... When we saw somebody who just wanted it like COVID, then to know he was from, you know, where I was from, like, oh, like this, this is it. You know, just like, just the, the Philly people, man. Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff, uh, you know, DJ Active.
0: You I, know, Jill Scott.
1: Was, yeah, man. Dude, like,
0: that's my shit. I, did, you, did you happen to see the, the versus battle of Jill Scott versus Erica Baldo?
1: I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, you because, didn't have you know, to it's, 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 it's really been hard to just like stay locked and, and focused on something because of hard times but I have I did appreciate it and they were I, I think they, they if I'm not mistaken I might be wrong one of them used to write for each other um, Yeah, like they uh, were J-
0: Jill Scott wrote for Erica they Badu were the
1: same, that's what it was
0: I think she wrote she wrote the part for um, she did the original demo for You Got Me and then Erica Badu wound up singing it which that by the way sense. You know, Things Fall Apart, that, that was my conversation starter. Like, I, I've, I've had so many great hip-hop conversations starting around that album. I guess I'll put that as my first thing I've been listening to because I've been listening to a lot of um, Black Thought, just his solo shit. Yeah. Um, and then I, I went on a deep dive into D'Angelo in the last couple of
1: weeks. Um, and hold hold on, hold, hold, can you, can you stop? I didn't mean to cut you off. Like, no. I'm sorry. Yo, no. that album, when it first came out, was so impactful because my sister bought it home and I remember the CD, it's white CD with, you know, it's just like the cover. That was the kick in the door of Neo Soul because this dude is like talking about thug stuff, but singing it. So are we it talking
0: D'Angelo like, or are we talking, are we talking Things Fall Apart? D'Angelo. Oh, I mean, dude, D'Angelo, D'Angelo's fucking- D'Angelo. It's, it's,
1: <laughs> it's, he, he started that whole, like with Brown Sugar. I Brown Sugar, like a, first record. Wait, and look, bro, we, like during, the, I, was, I was young. This is probably like 10, 11 years old. And I just remember hearing on the radio, I met him Philly and name was Bramshig. I'm like, oh,
0: yo, I know. I Philly, still do that Philly. today.
1: Every time I hear that shit, I always do the same thing.
0: But yo, like, because for me, I'm thinking, um, I had this conversation with Bruce Warren. He's the head of XPN. And we were talking about, when was the last time you heard something that really jumped out of you? His question to me was, when was, what was the last America's Most Wanted? Ice Cube. When was the last America's Most Wanted you heard? And my my quote was probably to Bip a butterfly, like Kendrick a couple, couple of years ago that really made a statement, jumped out of me. But then we went back, he went as far back as to say, when was the latest voodoo you heard? There is no other voodoo. Voodoo is a, voodoo is its own thing. That was another record when I was a kid that my dad showed me. And I heard the first lines of um fucking holy shit, why Devil's Pie. The first lines of de- yeah. the first bass notes of Devil's DJ Pie. DJ Premier? i mean dj so premiere primo. i was just, dude primo is primo was to me like gangstar oh, fucked me up and then illmatic yeah. as a kid illmatic d- represent is one of my favorite beats of all time mm-hmm. i uh, dj Premier is, is an all-timer for me but just i was bringing it back from voodoo to think of quest love because quest love put the entire album together if he put the drums together he put the fucking the patterns together for that
1: yo Yo, his drum solo on You Got Me is ill. Unbelievable. When you already <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about, see? Like We performed
0: that we performed that live in Austin last year. We uh we were down there for South by Southwest and uh our boy Chill Moody. I don't know if you know Chill Moody.
1: Yeah, yo, I met I met Chill. I did an event with him uh almost about a year ago at City Tap House.
0: So Chill
1: was a- uh, City Chill's Tap House at <laughs> University City. Crazy know,
0: Chill's a Chill's a great dude and we, we have um we just been friends, and he uh, he was there. I I, I Instagram DM'd him on the way down to Austin because he was playing the same show, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, can you rap the first verse that you got me?" Because we have Erica in the band, and I she we've covered different Erica do songs and shit like that, and because Erica's voice matches up really well, and uh, so we bring him through the crowd. There's like 600 people there, and fucking, we start ripping through that. And Jimmy did that. He did the drum fill, and I, that's when I turned my drummer Jimmy, and I was like, "All right, yeah." This kid knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, bro. It's uh, because of just the love for music and DJing. Like, I've gone into so many rabbit holes uh, just to, like, you know, look for the drummers and look for the different sounds and, you know, who brings what to the table. And just, and look, Quest loves a dope DJ as well.
0: Dude, I was just going to, dude, you ever heard of the band Arcade Fire by any chance? I have. So their lead singer, Wynn Butler is he, he lives a, a secret double life. His, his DJ name is DJ Windows 98. And he does club shows and he does like old school hip hop shows. And this is a right. dude in a nine piece indie band. These are the kind of conversations that run past fucking genre. There is something about hip hop and the DJ relationship that is fucking universal. And like to me, I would dude just one time in my life. I want to stand by the turntable and just pick two hours of deep cut records and then some feel good, crazy shit on top. Like just I would, it. I would start just. with, uh, ain't going to hurt nobody by brick would be my first song. That's been on my constant. Yeah. To this. But dude, this has been absolutely spectacular move. I just want to say yeah, that.
1: Like I'm, 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 I'm happy to, to just be here, man. And just for us to be able to just kick it, you know, unscripted, but we've always had that connection, bro.
0: Like, my biggest thing is I said, because you said, like, we were talking earlier and I was, you were like, what should I be prepared for? And I was like, dude, we're just going to bro it out. That's really, everybody who we do this with, like, whether or not I know them, whether I don't know them, they're famous, they're not famous. And it always comes down to the, the number one thing I always say is, it's just going to wind up, we're just going to wind up bro out, dude. We're just going to wind up chopping it up because it's, this is what it's about, dude. Look how much we covered in what, like an hour. like right, been,
1: Bro, only thing I've been just checking my phone to see if it's anything important. I mean, but though we we rolling, bro. I bro. mean, look, Ernie, Ernie's being a being a straight
0: up G, <laughs> dude. I was just gonna I actually mean, say though, fucking your son's being outstanding. I can literally hear my dog downstairs freaking the fuck out, and I'm just worried right. whether or not this is gonna come through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't heard him, dude. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna cut it here just for the sake of time, but we're gonna Get set it. this up for a standing appointment once a month. Move comes on, I come on yours. I don't care. Let's just keep this going. I thoroughly yeah. enjoy this. I, I
1: would, I would, I would absolutely love to, man, because like just think about the stuff that we really haven't covered, and the things that you know, once uh, if we decide to, you know, just go back and, and look at the at the tape and just say, oh, we I should have said this, I should have said that. Yeah. You know, there's so many different things, and you've already shown like just how how deep you know, like your your music knowledge is, and you know, you have so much perspective. And look, I want to, I want to ask you more more questions. You know, that's um, what we're gonna like be just, here
0: for, bro. I, I mean, to, well, it, it was it the the, the beautiful thing about this was we covered music, we covered human, we we covered human issues like, and we, in life. W- life, and just like with absolute respect and a situation where I mean, Chris, we're gonna look back on this in ten years and just be like, holy shit, do you remember that shit? Like, yeah. there was a pandemic, and then basically like race relations in the United States changed forever. Like, bro, and
1: this is a time stamp. It What's is going on right now, like and my, I, my son can look back at this and like, well. You know, like, I mean, well, for this me, is like,
0: what was going on. I mean, like, when you're a kid, too, there's, like, there's moments, like, I mean, forever, being that I was, I, I, of, like, of my age, like, 9-11 will always be stamped in my head. I know exactly where I was. I know exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, like, I look at this and I think, like, especially for the younger generation, this is going to do so much good for them. It's going to make a change for fucking them. And mm-hmm. we, we get to be a part of that. And that's an amazing thing.
1: And they matter, man. They are the future.
0: They are the future, bro. And I, I don't have any yet, but I will eventually. And I want yeah, them look, to look.
1: You'll, you'll you'll enjoy it, you know. And like, bro, like this. There's, there's no better feeling than being there and educating. You know the the next the next up. And so that's what really made me want to be. Um, you know, just like just understanding mentorship. Because I, I'll tell you the quick story, real quick. Um, yeah. There was the um. You familiar with the Bloodhound gang?
0: Yeah, they're from Philly.
1: Yeah. The uh their DJ, Q-Ball, okay. um, he has been my mentor through and through for the last 10 years. Wow. Like, and he's educated me on so much music because he saw like, that I really wanted it. And we spun together a couple months ago. Um, and it was still like that feeling, like I wanna like show. Like, I want to put my best foot forward for my mentor and just play with him. And, of course, like, you know, during the first set, I had, like, a, a strong, like, you know, 40 minutes. And then I, like, messed up. I'm like, nah, like then I looked I over at him and know. just <laughs> laughed. But, yeah, but we, we laughed about it because it's really just you wanting to, you know, put your best foot forward. And so, by him just caring about me taught me, like, you need to be there for people and just help educate. Everything doesn't need to be competitive. But when the lights are on, you got to be the most competitive person in the room. Yeah. You know, oh, but outside 100%. of that you
0: know it bro, and like my, my with bro, him, I'm thankful for him my biggest mentor is uh his name's Trey Sasser and he uh he was the first person that gave me a chance coming out of college uh he's from Nashville and he was the first person that signed me to make records uh this is 5 years ago and to this day I still put on extra for him because I I got here's the thing though this is a really cool kind of a good way to you know end the conversation but I had always gone to him and uh, I had been back and forth between here and Nashville. I still am, but I mean, like, to make music.
1: Beautiful city, by the way.
0: One of my favorite places in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's not my home, but it, I love that place. Um, and so between 2015 and 2019, I went to Nashville, I think, 32 times. And half of those were driving. And I... Yeah,
1: same. I drove down there.
0: Bro, I really think... I knew we were on to something when it was December. It was six months ago. And Trace flew to Philadelphia to finish our to make a record with us. So it went it went from, you know, having to go down there all the time to like the he came to us. And I thought that was like the coolest shit. Like mentorship and and just like having someone to look to is such an important thing. The amazing
1: understands you
0: Dude, and the, the amazing thing too is for you, you're someone who's still learning, but you also have that idea of I want to like help people and I want to like put people on. To me, like I feel like I'm still in this situation where like I'm still learning so much and maybe this is just, it's almost a selfish thing. You'll know,
1: thing. it'll come to you. You
0: know what I mean? Like maybe maybe I'm just waiting on that moment.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll come to you because like for me is once I realized I got everything that I really wanted out of the, 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 the DJ business for the most part, because you just want to play. Yeah. And you want people to just... um you want the respect of the veterans and you just want people to just appreciate what you do. Once that happens and you have that standard, it's like, well, what's next? And then I kind of like, you know, just went into a, you know, depression. I'm like, yo, I'm like, how come I'm doing what I want to do, but I'm not, you know, thoroughly happy. Yeah. The missing link was, you need to give the information to everybody else. You need to like help uplift those who want to be helped. And be honest with you, I haven't had, I've had the most fun of my DJ career in the last, uh, two years just from helping out uh, the people who want what I have. And I don't mind getting, um, you know, helping them get there. But, you know, I also let them know. I'm like, hey, if you want to do what I, if I do, I'm showing you what you got to do. And, you Bro, know, you, you need, get you to, the need work. to
0: do me a favor. I'm going to chop this up. And I just want you to put this as your fucking header on everything that you like send out to anybody. Because you, you are one mature, fucking intelligent human being. I love you, dude. I can't You're wait to me cry, you. man. On, no, man. Don't, don't do that, bro. I got to hang up if that happens. You know? <laughs> but nah, yo, this has been spectacular. We're going to do this again soon. Um, any final you words? Look, now, I'm going
1: I'm, I'm, I'm to yeah, tell you, man, yo, keep it up. You know, just keep it up, man. Like, you know, your your personality, your energy has always been authentic and thorough. And just from you having, like, the appreciation, as soon as I play, you know, your record, you know, at work, you just your finger automatically goes up and you show appreciation, Dude, man. Like it, I, I know, I know how it feels like to, that's a lot of work that went into that man. And like, it, you're still on the up and up,
0: bro. The amazing thing is I've, I've gotten to this point now where we, uh, I
1: still want my jacket,
0: bro. We, Oh, I, I forgot about that. Yo, if the next time I, I, I see you, I'll give you mine. Like I don't give a shit. I'll, I told nah, you there's I a backstory behind that and I'll get into that. But, um, okay. We've had so much happen in the past couple of months in a in a very positive way. I've never felt better, man, and it's amazing that quarantine has led me here. I, if quarantine didn't happen, I wouldn't have written certain songs, I wouldn't have met certain people, and I wouldn't have done different things. And uh, I'm I'm just fucking ecstatic, dude. You know what? This yeah. is this was. A, I feel better than when after this so conversation wow. I did before. You
1: know what I mean? Like this is it's a beautiful thing. And look, here's the other thing: if you ever want me to put cuts on any of your records. I will gladly do it and keep me off the credits, bro. That is no, something I, like I will do that. glad Bro I don't, I, look, There's been there's, care bro, about that stuff.
0: Bro, there's been a quote about about Kanye where they said if you walk in the studio and you're wearing white Valentino shoes and, and he in his rhyme says white Valentino, he's cutting you a check. I am that dude. <laughs> if you fucking tell me to play an A instead of a B, I'm you're getting a writing credit. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah,
1: just like just collectives, man, because it's it's a great journey, and we gotta support each other. Just at the end of the day, like I'm here for you. No, I mean I'm here this goes you know, my music, and like we we're from a great city. We are, and this is the kind of the unification that we need, bro. City, brother, we love.
0: And this is what it's gonna be. This is what it's gonna be once a month. I'm dead fucking serious about that. Standing bro, appointment.
1: Uh, hmm Let's do it, dude. You know, I look, love. Let's, let's just grow. Let's continue to grow.
0: That's all it's about. That's all it's about. Hey, man. Dude, fucking love you,
1: move. I'll see you soon, and we're going to set part two up. All right. Be good. All right, man. Peace.